0: Section 11 of the Early Hanoverians by Edward Ellis Morris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Book 1, Chapter 11, Nearly a European War. In the last two years of the reign of George I, in spite of the king's and Walpole's Pacific wishes, there was an imminent prospect of a great European war. In the first place, the ambitious queen of Spain, was still trying to secure the duchies of Parma and Piacenza for her son Don Carlos. Alberoni had helped her in this project, but Alberoni was gone and the duchies not secured. Her new minister was Riperda, a Dutch adventurer who had been secretary to a Dutch embassy in Spain, but had left it to obtain advancement at the Spanish court. He represented to the queen... It is a characteristic that it is the queen and not the king of Spain who seems to have all the power, that if he were sent on a secret mission to Vienna, he could induce the emperor to come into close relations with Spain. Whilst Riperda's mission was still incomplete, the French court insulted the Spanish. Some four years earlier it had been agreed that the young French king, Louis XV, should marry a Spanish princess. The Infanta was then only four years old, and she was sent to France in order that she might receive French education and training. The regent, the Duke of Orléans, stood next in succession to the throne, and he was not unwilling that the king's marriage should be postponed until the young princess grew up. But the Duke of Orléans died of an illness brought on by his debauchery, and his successors in power thought it much better that the queen should marry at once. The Spanish Infanta was therefore sent back to Spain with very scant courtesy. The greatest indignation was very naturally felt amongst the proud Spaniards, and the queen is reported to have said to the French ambassador, All these Bourbons are a race of devils, except your majesty, she added, turning to the king, reflecting that he was himself a Bourbon. In such a state of feeling, Reperta's plan was carried out, and an alliance formed between the two old opponents, the King of Spain and the Emperor. Both the English and the Dutch were very angry, because the Emperor had given a charter to an Ostend East India Company to trade with India, and try to wrest some of the trade from those two nations. The English and Dutch governments pleaded that the establishment of this company was contrary to treaty, and threatened to seize the company's ships. Spain, united by Riperda to the Emperor, recognized the Ostend Company. It may be here added that the trade of this company never rose to importance. But there was a further understanding between Spain and the Emperor. It was proposed that Don Carlos should marry Maria Theresa, the Emperor's elder daughter, and have the Italian duchies Parma and Piacenza, so that Austria's power should be strengthened in Italy. Russia also joined the alliance of Spain and the emperor. Against this, therefore, it was held necessary to establish a counter-league. England, France, and Prussia made together an alliance called the Treaty of Hanover. Holland, Sweden, and Denmark afterwards joined. Prussia, under Frederick William, however, was shortly afterwards won over to the side of the Emperor. Troops were prepared on either side, and it seemed as if war was imminent. Meanwhile, the French ministers found a wife for Louis in the person of the daughter of Stanislav Leshtensky, the dethroned king of Poland. She is described as very amiable and gracious. The royal wedding was celebrated at Fontainebleau. The Treaty of Hanover was signed, and this royal marriage took place in the same month, september seventeen twenty five It is said that the French ministers had at first wished that the bride should be an English princess. The king, it should be mentioned, was only fifteen. The expected war never came to much. On the part of England, a fleet was sent under Admiral Hosier to blockade Portobello, but the admiral had strict orders from Walpole not to attack the place nor the Spanish ships unless they came out. It was generally thought in England that it would have been easy for Hosier's fleet to have captured Portobello, but the place was very unhealthy, and some three thousand English soldiers died of fever. It is said that Hosier himself died of a broken heart. When in after years there was a desire to excite the English against Walpole and against Spain, a spirited ballad called Hosier's Ghost was written by the poet Glover, of which the following is one verse. I, by twenty sail attended, did this Spanish town affright. Nothing then its wealth defended, but my orders not to fight. Oh, that in this rolling ocean I had cast them with disdain, and obeyed my heart's warm motion to have quelled the pride of Spain. The only other incident of the war which may be compared to a smoldering fire that never quite breaks into flame— for war was never declared, was an attack by the Spaniards on Gibraltar, but they utterly failed in their attempt to retake the place. Whilst the siege was continuing, the Emperor deserted Spain, and Spain confessed a readiness to come to terms. The Treaty of Seville was the consequence in which the English and French agreed that the two Italian duchies should pass to Don Carlos. The chief minister of France, Cardinal Fleury, was a man as earnest on behalf of peace as Walpole. Though he was over seventy when made minister, he held power for a long time, seventeen years, and secured for France a tranquility and time of rest which he much needed. End of Section 11